Welcome, I'm Sabine from Tower Wisdom, your podcast for soul growth and healing. You are a truly magnificent being and I'm bringing to you knowledge and insight from different healing modalities to help you to be a powerful, light-filled creator of your life. Welcome to a new episode and today I am really delighted and honored to interview my friend Catherine from House of Form Lab about crystals and how you can use crystals for healing, how you can use them for meditation, for manifestation, for energy protection and in general how you can use them for your benefit. And before we get into the crystal world and into this interview, a couple of updates from me. You can now book me for distant Reiki sessions and I'm just so, oh my god, I'm so happy. I'm so happy I found Reiki. So Reiki is a Japanese healing modality and during a Reiki session energy will be, life force energy will be channeled to you to promote relaxation and as well as healing. Now, I've been getting messages from my guides for such a long time that I need to start channeling energy through my hand. I've seen in past life uh, requests that I have done this in past lives. And and then I just got this message, you know, learn Reiki, <laughs> just learn Reiki. And then the right teacher came along my way and I did my Reiki Holy Fire, Reiki 1 and 2 training. And it was so much just coming home coming home to myself I was like oh my god I I know this I know this energy I felt this before and I just felt so at ease also doing the distant Reiki channeling because you know you don't need to be next to me for um, me to channel this energy to you because we are all connected and energy travels through the collective so when you book a session with me, what can you expect? So firstly, you can A, because it's a distance session, you can do this in the comfort of your own home, which is amazing. You don't need to go anywhere. You can do this at any time that's suiting to you. And during the session, I will scan your aura. I will kind of perceive what is happening health-wise within your energetic field, maybe some themes you're working on. And then I will channel this super nurturing, healing frequency to you and my teacher Panima she perceived in 2021 a new Reiki symbol so in Reiki you work with different symbols that stand for different kind of um, energetic properties may it be like connecting to love may it be healing may it be connecting to through time you know maybe for emotional healing or sending power anything like that so she perceived this new frequency that she's also teaching in her courses that I also perceived and this new frequency I think really stands for the time we are actually going into us really moving into a more group consciousness us moving into a time where we open our hearts more to ourselves where we start to operate again more out of this right brain um, awareness of our own gifts of our soul of our life path of being connected to nature to everyone so this is a really i perceive this 
a symbol so much of opening our hearts of working with the heart of love so that is part of the package and then after the session we will have a call together and during the call we will just talk about what AI perceived when I scanned your aura and when I channeled the energy and what I perceived as what is happening with you in terms of uh, themes that you're going through and health etc and then also obviously taking in what you perceived what you experienced any questions from you also and then because I have such a broader background in Chinese medicine and I've trained in all these different Japanese but also Chinese modalities you will get some very specific advice from me that will also be followed up with an email on how you can actually um, take this for prolonged healing so very specific advice around um, how um, lifestyle changes it could be diet changes it could be Aku uh, pressures or points, acupuncture points that you can hold. It could be around exercises. So anything that will help you to really go on a longer journey of healing and just um, on an ongoing basis. Feel vitality and feel good <laughs> and feel connected to yourself and healthy. So you can go on my website. Um, you can book a day. You can find a calendar. And if you can't find a slot that's suiting you, just contact me uh, via the contact form or via my email on towerwisdom.net and then we can find a slot that's fitting for you. Beautiful. I will be very delighted to work with you and for you. And now without further ado, let's get into the world, the magic world of crystals. Hello, welcome to a new episode from Tao Wisdom. And today I'm really delighted I have another guest on the show as one of my old friends from the corporate world, Catherine. And we are talking actually about crystals today. And Catherine is working at House of Form Labs, beautiful crystal shop in Amsterdam. And welcome today, Catherine. Thank you, thank you. So, Catherine, we know each other for many years. I was thinking like at least 10, 15 years. Yeah, at least. Exactly. So let's start. Actually, how did you get into the crystal world? Well, it started when I was a child, actually. It was, I, I collected crystals as a hobby. Um, and where I lived in near Newcastle, um, it was up near the Roman Wall. And there's a lot of lead mines. And my grandfather actually used to mine lead. And there's a lot of crystals that come out of those mines alongside the lead. Um, one of my favorites is fluorite and it is still my favorite crystal. So at a weekend we would go and go through the um, piles of um, rubbish that came out of the mines to pick out crystals. Um, and since ever since then I just, uh, I just loved crystals. I would collect little specimens. Um, and then, <clears throat> you know, you, you go to university, you have to get a job and as we know, <laughs> you end up in a corporate <laughs> yes. environment. Um, and then I totally had a burnout and decided I really needed to do something else other than um, corporate world because it doesn't change and the pressures are still the same. And I wanted to do something that I really loved instead. And then I met Nicole and she already had um, House of Form Lab, but we joined up. So we um, went into business together um, and she focused on really the magic, spell work and tarot. Um, and then I focused on the crystals. And now we've sort of taught each other each side of the business. And yeah, so we started our own little crystal empire. And we, and 
we source as carefully as we can and we try and make it magic. Beautiful. Yeah, I always love these stories, how people, they come from one place, like as you said, like you had to study something, you had to make money. And then they, at some point you follow your heart and your life yeah. and you believe in, because you actually it also was quite a step of faith, you know, to just believe, yeah, I can do this. You know, I can start a business in the crystal world or just go with it. Yeah, it, it felt like a no brainer. It was yeah. like, we're just going to do this and see how it goes and have fun with it. So we always try and have fun. Yes, and it's a beautiful shop. So if you're living in the Netherlands, come to Amsterdam. It's in uh, Oost. Yeah, it's a beautiful shop, and I pick up something every time I'm here. So <laughs> <laughs> we call yes. it a candy shop for grown-ups. <laughs> yes. That's how it goes. So let's go for somebody who doesn't know anything about crystals. Mm-hmm. How can you? Because I mean, as from history, right? Crystals have been used yes, for. Yeah human history basically yeah so people um ancient people had a lot of different beliefs about it um and it's interesting how a lot of them still um move forward um carry forward today i mean so rose quartz has been used since about 600 bc as a love token Mm. um so people would some of these crystals don't come from deep deep in the earth they're quite close to the surface in certain parts of the world so it's easy to find them um amethyst was used in battle to give good luck also they thought it prevented intoxication mm-hmm. because of the color would balance it out um yeah and citrine has been used for a long time as it's been called the merchant stone so to provide prosperity and good luck in your business dealings so um rich merchants would carry citrine with them but i mean crystals semi-precious stones um crystals they've been used since the pharaohs um the druids in Scotland, the ancient druids, um, they used to use uh, smoky quartz as part of their rituals and to ground them and to ground their magic. So crystals have a long, long history hmm. of use. And how can we use them today? Well, today you can use them for a few things. You can use them for decoration. Hmm. Um, some of them are absolutely stunning. Um, so you can use big pieces to decorate your home. Or you can use them how we use them as well as sort of tools for our spiritual practice. Um, we, you can use different shapes for different mm. things. Um, for example, if you if you wanted to emit um, family love and unconditional love mm. in your home, you could place a sphere of rose quartz in the middle of a room on a coffee table, for example. And a sphere is 360 degree energy. So it's Mm. going to emit that energy through the whole space. If you wanted to protect your home and you felt like, "Mm, I would just like some blockage of negative energy from coming into a space, then you would use some black tourmaline Mm. and you'd put that near the front door or in the front door somehow. Mm. And that would repel any um, negative energy. You can also cleanse a space with things like selenite. So if you put selenite in a window, it's going to bring in that white lunar magic mm. energy and cleanse the space for you. So there's lots of different ways you can you can do it and you can choose different shapes for different things. Um, yeah, it really depends what you need. And that's usually the best place to start when you're selecting a crystal mm. is to think about what you need. Yeah. And how do you advise people when they come into your store? Like, how can I select a crystal? Um, I would say what's going on yeah <laughs> what do you, what's worrying you what's bothering you what do you think you need do you need a gift for a friend 
you know that you're trying mm-hmm. to help someone else yeah. um, and based on that response we we generally know what to find you um so do you want to have a go do you want to pretend to be a customer <laughs> and see and see what i would choose for you yes so hello i've been feeling a little bit down lately there's mm-hmm. so much happening in the world and i just feel like the weight on my shoulder and i just yeah i, I have a hard time just finding joy in in every day you know just getting out of bed and wanting to be wanting to do something so then i would suggest so that's a few problems mm. in one go so i would suggest something to start with to soothe you because mm. obviously your brain is very overactive with events in the world and you need something to calm that down and to provide you a deep soothing mm. so then i would suggest a botswana agate so i will mm. hand you this now thanks and I would use one about that size, that's a pocket stone size. And you can keep that in your pocket when you're walking around or you're in the house, you can um, rub that between your fingers and it soothes you. You can also put it in your bra. We're very into bra stones here, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> to keep it with you. And that's a very, very tranquil, soothing stone. Um, if you feel like you're getting um, really worked up and mm-hmm. anxious, then something like lipidolite. Yes, I'm going to make pictures of these and post them on uh, Instagram and Facebook for the, with the episode so, so the, you can see them as well. So this one is wow, really yeah. um, really specifically for anxiety. Mm. So it, it could be the Botswana agate vibes with you or the lipid light. So I'd mm. always give people choices yeah. to see what they felt worked for them. And then if you needed something more uplifting after that, so you can soothe yourself with this, mm. um, then... So I didn't bring one, but there's orange calcite, mm. and that is a really sort of ener- energetic crystal without being high energy. So quartz crystals are very high energy, so they're very high vibration crystals. And sometimes you don't need that. You need something just a bit more gentle, and that's when a calcite is a really good alternative. And especially orange calcite, it gives you that creative juice, that sort of good fun energy unlocks your creativity makes you feel happy again yes but without being too high energy oh yeah this really has a lot of energy and do you recommend people to just sort of wear them in their pocket or as you said in their bra or is it sometimes a crystal is very powerful and it's better to just place them Um, on like a bedside table or on your desk where you're working so most of the time we say size doesn't matter this is one of the times size actually doesn't matter um, <clears throat> so you can just have a little piece and work with it and you'll find it gives you the energy you need it depends what you want to take from the stone um, there are certain crystals that have I would say too much energy um, Moldavite is one of them that's a tektite um, I wouldn't put that in the bedroom it's too high energy mm. to sleep around um, another high energy stone is actually this one this is septarian it's also called Dragonstone, and it is a real shaman stone. And it has fossilized limestone, um, argonite, and uh, yellow calcite. And it has a lot of energy. So if you're doing big group works, you can use a small piece of that, and it fills the whole space. So for certain crystals, um, they have more energy than it looks like they should have. Um, but mostly, I would say size doesn't matter. You can work with a really small piece. Um, I think sometimes it's a mental thing 
of like you've got a pocket stone it's a small thing it's just for you personally but if you want to share that energy in a whole space mentally you feel like you need something a bit bigger Mm. so that you can visually see it yes and that gives you the feeling like it is filling a space with energy but reality wise a crystal is a crystal it's going to emit the same energy for you and i've seen that sometimes when people place crystals in their home mm-hmm. for instance for protection they building quits <clears throat> yes how important mm-hmm. is that building quits or is it just more like you can place a crystal somewhere in the corner or um there are certain um feng shui there are rules mm. about where to place things um so you can sort of follow that system um you can place things in four corners so you can place things in the center depending mm. on what you want them to do but crystal grids are really um, more of a manifestation tool so it's maybe if you're making an altar or something because you this month you're going to focus on attracting love or creating solid family group um, or you feel some negative energy in your workplace and you think I'm just going to make something that represents getting rid of that negative energy then you could make a crystal grid to sort of honor that and then at the end of the month you would take it down and clean all the crystals Um, so a crystal grid, you would start with um, a keystone in the center. Yes. Mm. And we would usually recommend a point for that because mm. that a point, um, either a pyramid or a tower uh, or just a natural point, because the point um, transmits the energy into the universe. So you're making your request of the universe via the um, crystal mm. and it channels that request yes. up. So a point is a really good place to start. Um, And then you choose crystals that represented what you were going to work with. So for a love grid, you might use a quartz point and then surround it with rose quartz, rhodonite, rhodochrosite. Okay. And make a little grid. And each grid shape, yes. you can use a metatron cube, mm. a seed of life. They each have different meanings in the world as well. Yes. Mm. So um, we actually do have a, um, a guide on that on the website with some printable grids that you could share a link with yes definitely that's really interesting because the grids i think it's also important to understand that it's based on sacred geometry which is everything also in our body like our entire energy system is based on that geometry so it's just reflecting life yeah and you have to remember to activate the grid so you've built the grid yes Mm. and then you can either activate it with your hand or with um like a selenite wand or a feather or something that transmits the energy Mm. and then you start you touch the keystone and then you go out and you touch the next stone down the next okay the next stone and that you're putting your intention Mm. into that crystal grid and you work your way around and that activates the crystal grid interesting now it comes actually when we're talking about activating i wanted to talk also about how do you take care of your crystals oh good one um so I like I like a good wash. <laughs> so now and again, I'll uh, gather all my crystals up in the kitchen and give them a good wash. Um, you can use warm soapy water. Don't use scalding hot water because you can give it the crystal a thermic shock and it can actually break. Mm. So things like quartz and fluorite, where they have natural cleavages in them, it can actually shock them and break them. There are also crystals that shouldn't um, be in water. Um, so most things you can give it a quick spritz under the water is okay um but there are certain things you don't want to leave in water so things like malachite pyrite so the general rule and it's not 100 is if it's got ite on the end mm. it's gonna sort of have a dissolving effect in water 
Um, the uh, exceptions to that, where you want it to, are things like shungite, where you want to make maybe um, a cleansing elixir with the shungite, which is um, high-grade carbon. Um, you want it to have that dissolving effect. With things like pyrite, you would rather it not um, lose some of its sulfur and it tarnishes the surface. So <clears throat> the general rule, things like selenite, it'll yes. degrade. If you leave mm. that overnight in water, it's going to get really nasty. Mm. Um, if it has an ite on the end, don't put it in water. Also, bumblebee jasper. Mm. That's another one because it releases sulfur. So okay. don't put mm. that one in, please. Um, <coughs> um, then there's also ways to metaphysically cleanse it with energy. So how you do that, you would... Um, we like to do things under the light of a full moon. Mm. We find that the most magic time to do it. But in general, you would use selenite. So selenite is a self-cleansing crystal, and it can cleanse other things. So you can put jewellery on it as well, or uh, any objects that you mm. want the energy to be changed. Okay, in. and so you put your crystal on it, basically. Yeah, or next to it. So it's touching okay. the selenite. Mm. Um, so we usually have like selenite um, like tablets or um, plates. Mm, and we put yeah. the crystals mm. on or yeah. next to it. Um, and we would leave them out over a full moon and that charges the crystals it like cleanses them and recharges them um full moon is often used to recharge crystals but if you are having a really bad day and you're like this needs cleaning now just go in with the selenite and put it out it doesn't matter what moon it is the selenite's going to clean it for you so that's how you would sort of energetically clean a crystal <clears throat> if you wanted to reprogram a crystal then that's really sort of intention setting. So then you'd hold the crystal and imbue your intentions into the crystal. So you'd ask it to work for you. Mm. So you see that happens a lot with pendulums. People ask a pendulum, are you going to work for me? It's a similar kind of thing. Um, and we see that in the shop when people are selecting crystals. They sort of ask the crystal. Mm. They hold it. Do they feel the energy from it? Yeah. Are you going to work with me? And that's another way to choose your crystal as mm. well. Can you also uh, cleanse them in earth? Yeah. So, for example, smoky quartz is a really good one example of cleansing in earth. So if you've been doing some meditations and you've had a lot of like trauma or negative thinking um, and you want to push that negativity into a smoky quartz, that's a really good way to get rid of it. It's a super grounding crystal. So you push that negativity into the crystal to take it away from you. And then you'd place the smoky quartz on the ground and let it discharge that energy. So grounding crystals work best for that kind of discharging. Mm. So things like um, tourmaline, smoky quartz, um, anything anything with a grounding um, energy is good to put on the ground to let that go. Yeah, and if you're wearing the crystals as part of a necklace or in mm -hmm. your bra, do you have to cleanse them more often? Um I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. It really depends on what energy you've put into them. Mm. So if you've had a really horrible day, yeah, and you're like, oh, you know those days when you want to just get in the shower? Yes. You, right? <laughs> you're like, nothing really bad happened, but yeah. I just want to get in the shower and wash the day off mm. me. That might be a day that you'd put your necklace or your rings onto some selenite just to mm. help them as well. Yeah. Great. And I wanted to talk a little bit more specific about some of the crystals and how you can... Uh, 
use them for healing and I wanted to mm-hmm. start with energy protection actually. Mm-hmm. What crystals are good for either protecting your home or your aura? So <clears throat> I would say for protection, one mm. of the strongest one we have is black tourmaline. So that I always find is the most powerful. It's a real um, talisman of protection. And even a small piece is great to have at the doorstep of your home to stop that energy coming in. Um, we sell one of our best selling products is a black, a natural black tourmaline um, point mm. that you wear with you. So you wear it every day and it protects you from like the arsehole in the office. Mm. And you know, that, <clears throat> that energy yes. that can get stuck to you yeah. from other people. Tourmalines are really the best one for that. It's also great if you are using a lot of electronics. Mm. So if you're using your laptop all the time, you've got your phone out all the time, um, it's a really good one to protect against like electromagnetic smog mm. and pollution. Um, so, but I would also recommend for your phone, if, you, if you're using your phone a lot and at night you still have your phone with you, I would place some shungite near that because that's a really good one for absorbing that kind of energy interesting so I would use yeah out for that and then you can also use malachite hmm. so malachite is a really good um stone for protecting against negative energy but also uplifting you as well yes yeah it was actually interesting when i was working in the acupuncture clinic in the u.s we got as a recommendation to uh this was Black tourmaline, yeah. <laughs> Black tourmaline, yeah. To uh, put a small piece into your belly button and then just cover yeah. it with tape. Yep. Because we are working with people all the time with energy and it's important for us to sort of stay um, neutral. Yeah. yeah. So mm. you can do that with black tourmaline or you can do that with shungite. Mm. But shungite, remember, is a carbon. So yeah. sometimes it will leave black marks because it, it's like a yes. pencil, yeah. right? Mm. <laughs> so um, we actually have some energy workers who work for us mm. in the shop. And they do treatments and they all tape black tourmaline or shungite into their belly button hmm. before they begin. Yeah, interesting. Now, um, this is like, so this one works for your home, for your aura. Are there any other ones that you would recommend? I really like for hmm. aura cleansing, I like fluorite. Hmm. So this is fluorite. You can't see this now, but this is a massive one right now <laughs> that we are holding. Beautiful. So this oh one's actually um, a really old wow. one. That one's called Rainbow Fluorite because mm. it has multiple colors in. Um, and I really like it. We, mm. These are carved into tea light holders. I mean, it's a big one. Yes. But it sort of radiates its energy. So that one would be good for a home use where you want mm. to cleanse multiple people's auras. Yes. Um, But I think fluorite because it's it's such it's like a Pisces stone. It's really fresh water mm-hmm. energy, and it's really good for clearing an aura field, but also rejuvenating it at the same time. It's like a multi tool. Mm. Great. And then let's talk about some of the other beautiful stones you <laughs> <See laughs> have candy out there. Shop. <laughs> yes, like the candy shop. Do you have something, Kevin, for sort of anxiety? So the best one for anxiety yeah. is really the lipidolite. Mm. Um, <clears throat> if you're having panic attacks, yes, um, then sodalite, which is a beautiful blue stone. Mm. Um, sodalite is a is a good alternative for if it's if it's manifesting in panic attacks. But lipidolite is our best one of our best selling crystals yes. as well. For soothing, Botswana is very good, and um, pink chalcedony. Mm. But that's quite expensive. Yeah. Um, that's a very very tranquil, easy mm. stone. In general, agates are 
Agates hmm. are chalcedony. Yes. So agate is just the banded form of chalcedony, but there are sort of vocabulary exceptions mm. like dendritic agate doesn't mm. have bands but it's um anything so anything that says chalcedony or agate is a very very soothing tranquil crystal for ang- for helping with some anxiety yes <laughs> i can speak for this one the lipidolite yeah the lipidolite because i got it you know my mother has really a lot of anxiety about christmas and we all come to her for christmas like my brother my family like a lot of people and she has to do all the cooking and but she hates christmas she likes that we are coming but the thing is i got that for her as uh, this year um, as a necklace and she was so calm around christmas it was amazing <laughs> We all had a good time. Yeah. No family trauma. People really, really love it. Once yeah. you've had some lipidolite, it is a fragile stone, mm. so you have to be a little bit more careful with it. But um, I, I hear a lot of people use them as bra crystals. Mm. They just pop one in yeah. in, the, in the morning and <laughs> yeah. carry on with the day. Yeah. Um, what else did I have? Grief. Grief. Mm. Um, Grief is difficult. There's two yeah. that we um, recommend for grief. One is an mm. Apache tear, mm. um, and that's a form of obsidian um, that comes from the US. Um, and you can pour your sort of really that traumatic, you know, the sort of like ugly crying yes, that you yeah. do when you're really traumatized. That's what you would use an, obs- mm. um, an Apache tear for. Um, for soothing um, the grief and helping you come to terms with things, then you would use mangano calcite. And this is a really um, clear, natural piece. Oh, yeah. Actually, very quickly, in between, yeah, because I was just thinking about this, because if you start to having a crystal collection, mm-hmm. can you keep them all together? Like, you know, if you have different stones that you're working at times of, what is the best way to actually keep them? Um, so I get we actually get a few questions on this. Like, yeah. do some crystals not like each other? Mm. Um, and I've really never come across it where I've. I mean, because we have a whole shop full, and yes, they're all mm. in there together, yeah. right? Mm. And I feel like they all coexist quite nicely. Mm. Okay. Um, so I would say more arrange things based on your intuition. Mm. So try and keep the things that you want to pick up. Yeah, and work with at the front make like a little bowl for yourself mm. so at home I have a, a dish of crystals that I like to use so mm. I'll have like a couple of meditation stones so they're big palm sized mm. stones so that you can work with them when you're meditating and then I'll have some little crystals that I pop in my pocket or in the bra um, so it's important to make them functionally useful mm. if you're going to work with them I mean if you've got a beautiful display cabinet and you can make everything look beautiful and sparkly then <laughs> I'm all for that yeah um for big specimens yeah. it's amazing but if you're trying to work with them mm. on a daily basis then it's better to have them accessible yes yeah in which case you know just put them in a bowl they'll be okay mm. maybe put them in a bowl of selenite so it keeps the energy dampened because that is a lot of energy yes um but in general you don't need to be too prescriptive mm. I think there's a lot of people who sort of set rules and boundaries and limits on working with crystals. Mm. And I, what I wouldn't want people to do is feel anxious about it. Like, oh my God, I'm, can I put this mangano calcite next to this clear quartz? Mm. And then I have to Google it and now I'm worried about it. Can I keep it in the same place? Don't worry about it. Yeah. 
the only crystal you ever have to worry about is moldavite because it is too energetic hmm. to be useful sometimes yeah keep that away <laughs> keep that away yeah um, and sometimes so you use let's say amethyst for sleep that hmm. can go right next to you yes or even under your pillow hmm. um, but celestine is also used and that's a blue um, crystal hmm. it's really beautiful um, but sometimes it can just be a bit much so then we say put that beside a windowsill hmm. um, but in general most things are okay next to each other hmm. um, and you'll, you'll feel it so if you're like oh something's a bit off with this then just move things around until it feels right yeah do you actually have here because you mentioned meditation do you have mm -hmm. a meditation stone here with you yeah so I've got two here different sizes mm. so this one's a carnelian yeah so you would use a carnelian you, so you place them in the palm of your hand so you're trying to get maximum sort of skin contact mm. and you can feel the weight of it um, and we like to use these sort of palm stones as meditation stones and you could choose a meditation stone that corresponds with the meditation that you're going to do so if you're going to focus on um, manifesting you'd maybe use a citrine or if you think you need to rebuff some negative energy some black tourmaline if you want some calm fresh thinking maybe some dendritic agate or you've got one in your hand now is carnelian and that's really for creative thinking and mm. sex and lust and powerful no 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 this was not because of its meaning <laughs> early in the morning for all the <laughs> so yeah so it really depends what you want to um, manifest or what you want to meditate about or what energy you think would support your meditation but a meditation stone like a nice round one that fits nicely in the palm of your hand is a good start but they're so different which one is this now that is a rose quartz yeah that's like wow rose quartz is really so calming no Yeah. Oh my God. So we have two different types of rose quartz mm. here, but I didn't bring everything. Um, so this one is from um, Brazil. Mm. And the rose quartz from Brazil is a bit more of a milky-ish color. And it has more white striations. And sometimes you'll see like a little bit of mm. um, yellow, which yes. is an iron inclusion. And then we also have rose quartz from Mozambique. And those are mined. Um, it comes out of some gem mines yes. in Mozambique. And it's all mined by women. Mm. Um, and they... They have trusted more than men to mine the gems because they steal less. <laughs> so it, it 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 has a different energy. So even though it's the same crystal, it sort of has this sisterhood, hmm. girl power feeling to it. Yes, yeah. That these women have come together to mine this so carefully. Um, so even within um, the same crystal um, name, There's different types of the same crystal and where they come from sometimes matters. There's a lot of times we find crystals and we're like, oh, the energy of that is just not okay. Hmm. And you wonder what's happened. You know, so we have to, we, we really only buy from really, really trusted wholesalers that we've known for a long, long time. Um, or we source direct from the miners themselves. Um, because... That's the other thing about bringing... You're bringing a piece of energy into your home. Yes. Yeah. Into your life. Um, and sometimes you do get a really bad vibe off something. And you think, oh, what's what's happened hmm. around this stone that's yes. caused this? 
Yeah, and I think it's really good actually to start becoming aware of this. Like also, for instance, just when you're preparing food or something, you can start becoming aware where this rice that I'm now washing mm. and that I'm cooking, you know, where is this coming from? Who worked on this? And yeah. I was reading a book about um, sacred temples in Egypt, and it was describing how even at that time, like the people who are working on building the temples were very carefully selected. These were not just what we now understand as yeah. slaves. No, they were carefully no, selected no. people who are actually working with their own energy. So because that energy of the person goes into the place. Yeah, they were very yes. skilled workers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is a beautiful. <laughs> the most quads. That was for meditation. Now, ancestor work we talked about. Yeah, so ancestor work is interesting because it depends which way you're going with it. Mm. So it could be you're trying to call your ancestors to you for guidance and help. And then I would suggest um, the Septarian, mm. um, the Dragonstone. Yes. Or um, any sort of fossil work is really mm. good. So this is yeah. actually a little baby Ammonite. Mm. Um, that one's from Madagascar. Yeah. It's and actually, uh, sorry. And those work yeah. really well um, if you do meditations yeah. with for ancestors yeah. or if you're going to do a little altar. Hmm. Um, so like this month, you're going to um, pull an oracle card for ancestor work. You would build a little altar with some septarian, um, some more grounding things and um, some ammonites and some fossils and a piece of um, clothing from the ancestor or something they like to drink. Hmm. So it's like an offering to bring yes. to you. It's interesting that you mentioned the Dragonstone because I have that one as well and I use it for um, when I do some sort of record some sort of healing sessions and I usually call in my ancestors as well before I record this session mm -hmm. and I call in my uh, spirit guides. Is that actually a stone because this is ancestor work? What about yeah. working so, with your spirit so guides? Spirit guides, I would use something different. I would maybe use something like Apophyllite. Hmm. <laughs> um, so Apophyllite is really like higher realm hmm. work. Um, so it's like crown chakra plus yes yeah um so that's a really interesting stone for if you're trying to connect with mm. like a guardian angel or a spirit guide mm. things like that while we're talking about chakra work i read in one of the books i'm having like there's different shows for different chakras yeah. what is mm -hmm. your take on that um yeah so we we have a full mm. guide on that and um it's a lot to do with color because yes, the colors yeah. represent mm. the chakras. So um, you can use quite a number of different mm. crystals per chakra. You're just looking for the color to match. Okay, yeah. So it's um, it's that's easy. That's an easy one to do. Yeah. And then you usually, you would just place them in the area where the chakra is? Yeah. or So yeah. either I would use it as a meditation stone, mm. so um, hold it in my hand, or place it on the chakra. Yeah. What about while we're talking now about more spiritual stuff, if you're working on sort of your meaning in life, your soul path, your like kind of your lost, you know? You you realize I don't like <laughs> this job, I don't like what I'm doing, but what, what am I meant to do in this life? Um, for lost. I tend to for lost, I tend to gravitate towards some moss agate. Hmm. So this is moss agate. And it's really about so Mossa gets two things for me. It's transformation. So if you want things to change um, for you, but it's also this like forest energy. Mm. So if you can picture yourself in a forest, you know, before there was buildings there, before there was traffic and air pollution and noise, that 
still tranquil feeling where the birds still sing and you can hear the wind in the trees that brings you back to that and I think a lot of us lose ourselves in modernity yes and that's Mm. what confuses us if you take yourself back to where you should be which Mm. is for most of us Europeans northern Europeans it's an ancient forest that actually helps you find peace again and once you found peace you can figure out what you need to do yes um, because most of the time stress comes from not knowing what to do and it's having those choices that you you just can't make mm. a choice it's too confusing you feel like you're tied by too many things um, the Japanese call it forest bathing yes. they, have, they yeah. have a term and they go mm. into the forest and actually sit with the trees mm. and um, the closest I can come to that is in a crystal world is a moss agate that's beautiful. And I can speak to that because when I was living in the U.S., I was walking every day in uh, ancient forests there mm-hmm. because it was Pacific Northwest still has these amazing forests. And I wish I still miss it <laughs> so much. It was just so, um, yeah, so grounding. And you really, as you say, you start to really find your path. And I had so many memories of, yeah, previous lives there. And when there wasn't, like, pollution and the... Uh, yeah modern modern society it helps you sort of strip mm. the excess crap away yes it's <laughs> yeah. a polite way of putting it so if you're living in a big city like we're doing now here in amsterdam this is a beautiful stone for you <laughs> to bring back the forest yeah what else do you have beautiful aligned here well a lot of people come in and ask for money look yeah <clears throat> you know they want a new job mm. or they want some success and they want to manifest a new business or things Mm. and then we have three crystals for that so we have some green aventurine which Mm. is also a really um easy tool for healing Mm. it's it's generally a very good stone for that but it's also a good luck and prosperity stone then you have um pyrite this one's from peru Mm. um and that's for again money luck wealth um but it's also aligned to the sun god ra it's so very it, shiny, sorry. <laughs> she's like a magpie. She's like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's so sparkly. So it's really nice to um, invite that um, passionate, mm. like hopeful energy. Yes. So you could put that in a window and it would channel good vibes, sun energy, that solar sort of hot cauldron energy back into your life. So that also helps you manifest and think positively. Mm. Um, and then we have citrine. Um, which is tricky. So citrine is is represents is the merchant stone. It represents money and wealth, and it's good to draw good luck to you. But citrine is um, difficult because if you're a beginner with crystals, you don't know if you're going to buy a natural citrine or not. I have a basket because we were going to make a little um, blog on fake citrine so this one i'm going to hand you is very orange right yes so that's actually amethyst that has been heat treated in a in a sort of giant oven Mm. and it's been baked to turn it this sort of yellowy quite sort of burnt orange color and that's sold as citrine but it's amethyst that's been heat treated chemically amethyst and citrine are the same Mm. so is it citrine or is it not citrine (laughs) that is the question we would say not it's baked amethyst 
Then you've got this one. Hmm. This is um, a sort of more vibrant yellow citrine. It's got like a lemony tone to it. Yes. That's irradiated citrine. So either that was like a very... That probably started out as citrine um, or a very, very pale smoky quartz. And that was irradiated with gamma radiation in a um, chamber, like a giant microwave, um, to perk up the colour. So now that it looks sort of stunning, um, lemony, yellowy um, citrine, but it's sort of perked up citrine. And then the one you have here, that is um, natural citrine. And natural citrine looks a bit boring. It's yes, very it does, just huh? sort of pale. Yeah. Um, it can be quite smoky. You see, this is a Kundalini citrine. It's super pale. Yeah. But most crystal shops, in general, mm -hmm. will sell you baked citrine as citrine. This one, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And is this because it is just cheaper or...? Yes, it's a lot cheaper. Natural mm -hmm. citrine is very expensive. So we're looking at a very small point, sort of like the half a finger's length, and that's 10 euros. Okay. And this is actually um, from a very, very old stash from mm -hmm. Russia. A lot of the citrine that's coming out of Brazil now has been either usually irradiated to perk up the colour um, but people um, are getting a bit more educated now so we're starting to see people rename the baked citrine mm. as baked citrine but I'd, you do have to be careful especially with citrine yes. to educate yourself properly okay because how is the, then the energy quality different um, yeah it does feel different um, so the baked yeah. citrine It kind of has its own energy. It's mm. kind of a fizzy, sort of whimsical energy. Yeah, it feels very different. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And then the irradiated is closer, I would say, to citrine, so that's mm. harder to differentiate. Yes. Um, it's sort of been perked up. And then the natural citrine is much more quiet, I would say, when you hold it. Yes, it's much more quiet. Like, yeah. So we yeah. once <laughs> we made. Um, so we never we never sell anything fake. Um, we never sell baked citrine or anything. But we did make um, one summer. We made some um, candles um, called a pina colada, like fake bake. Yes. Um, so then we put some of these beautiful baked citrine points in, mm. and uh, this was our fake bake candle. Yeah. And it was all smelled like pina colada and summer and beaches and things. <laughs> <clears throat> I so see you're having fun. That's yeah, good. exactly. <laughs> so we had some fun with it because they are beautiful, um, but we were very clear that it's not real citrine. Yes. <laughs> Now, while I'm looking at this shiny, <laughs> it's amazing, little crystal, um, when it comes to manifestation or money manifestation, there's often like some sort of limiting belief that is behind us yeah. not you can always hold yourself back really effectively <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly so the question is would the crystal also work with your limiting beliefs or for that kind of work you recommend something else um <clears throat> something that expands your mind a little bit helps so like a apophyllite mm. or something that's sort of mind lifting um because you do need 
a certain level of self-belief to take yourself forward. Yes, exactly. You yeah. can't just ask the universe for something and then sit and wait mm. for it to happen. So for self-belief, there are two really good crystals. There's honey calcite. Mm. That one's amazing for self-belief. I, that's my absolute go-to if I'm if I feel someone's lacking in confidence or just needs that push to go forward. Um, and there's also lapis lazuli. Mm. Yes, yeah. Um, that's also very good for that sort of confidence. Yeah. But in general, <clears throat> well, lapis is very expensive. Um, I would just go for honey calcite. Hmm. It always really helps. Yeah. And we quickly covered up on stress. Yeah. So stress is a difficult one because people often come in and say, I feel really stressed. And I'm like, that, that's really nice, but why? Hmm. So you can't really treat stress um, with anything, right? With yes. crystals, with medicine, with um, psychology, anything unless you really understand what the root cause of it is. So we we generally don't have a stone for stress. We have stones that help you with the things that cause stress. Hmm. So it's again going back into knowing yourself better yeah. and understanding, yeah. What is the yeah, what it is what about a um, stone for boundaries like helping you to set boundaries? Is there um, such a thing or would it be sort of an aura? My first, my first thought, and it's not a traditional one for that, would be a Kesara. Um, that has a mixture of crystals in it. Mm. Um, so sometimes you get crystals that are like a composite of different minerals inside of them. And a Kesara is kind of really positive and it sort of lifts you up. And I feel like sometimes that helps you rebuff everything else. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a few different um, minerals that have different elements within them that help you like sort of like the blue is very good but it also has calcite in it as well mm. for panic attacks and stress and anxiety and things like that so it's like a little conglomerate of things yeah and what i always like i like to come to the shop and just select something by intuition yes and it's like yeah <laughs> most of the time yeah. the first crystal that you pick up is the one you end up leaving with mm. so you're drawn to it by sight yes and then you pick it up you touch it it has the right feel it has the right energy and then most people are like oh that's exactly what i needed when they read the little mm. card about what it does so you a lot of it is trusting yourself mm. and if people actually would love to know more about crystals is there a book you can recommend like sort of the <clears throat> the well, encyclopedia or something encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah well actually judy hall mm. is one of the best crystal writers And any of her books are really, really good. So we have like a um, the Crystal Companion. That's a really easily accessible one. If you want to dive into like every crystal under the sun, then she does have like encyclopedia mm. of crystal books. Yes. Um, and she also has books on crystal grids, how to make them, how to energize them, charge them. So I would say look for a Judy Hall book. Okay. And then based on what you want to do with them with the crystal work mm. she'll have a book for that yeah now do you have anything else you would like to mention Catherine when it comes to healing any well if you're talking about us? healing and yeah. things so I know um, you work with a lot of you're an energy practitioner yes. yourself and yeah. things. Um, so hematite mm. has a different feel than a lot of crystals it's um, very heavy um, it's good for re-energizing sort of getting those chakras moving again mm. um a lot, there is a thing 
it's magnetized hematite and people use that for um energy flows and blood work yes hmm. um then if you're doing um if you're removing negative energy mm. from someone you'd use a double terminated crystal what does it mean a double so terminated <laughs> you, it can be like a wand or um mm. a natural crystal that yes. has double termination so it has points on both ends okay means do, is mm. double termination and you you'd use sorry <clears throat> you'd use one end to cut away the energy you want yes. to remove and then the other end to sort of toss the energy back out okay. into the universe to get rid of it so you'd use something like that in reiki yes yeah, yeah. um there's also a faden quartz it's mm. actually one of the only crystals that self heals and you can see how it self heals mm. um and that is used often um in reiki as a healing tool because it's infinitely programmable so mm. you can cleanse it and then for each new patient mm. you can use it again yeah what about like this is also called vogel no that one's not a vogel yeah what um, is then a vogel because i know they are also used in healing sessions yeah. so a vogel was developed um by an oh, american wow. i think yeah. it's an american gentleman mm. and it's um multi a multifaceted quartz cut in a specific way it it again has a double termination yeah. one end is slightly smaller than the other and he used he used that to he developed that and used that to um for energy work. Hmm. I think the common most common crystal people have in the home yes is amethyst. Yeah. So this is a really good one for sleep. But it's also um a third eye crystal mm -hmm. so it's if you're working with your third eye chakra. So it is a very good meditation crystal. Mm. And if you get a chevron amethyst, which has a bit of white quartz in it, yeah. then it's also good for psychic protection when you dream. Mm. So if you're having nightmares or you feel like you're under attack while you're yes, asleep, yeah. um, then an amethyst or a chevron amethyst is a really protective talisman to keep um, beside your bed. And I would always, if I was going to put it under my pillow... I would put it in like a little muslin bag or something so I didn't lose it because I've lost a lot of crystals <laughs> down, <laughs> down the back of the bed. <laughs> If you put them in the washing, at least they show up again, hopefully. But yeah. Or they block your machine. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else? Um, let's have a look. So I do have some malachite. This is a real imperial stone. Mm. So if you need to elevate your thinking and you need that confidence of like, no, I can do this. Yes. Everything yeah. is going to be okay. Um, so malachite is mainly from the good, really good stuff is from Russia. Mm. And they used to use it to decorate the walls of the palaces. So in huge, huge sheets. So it really represents like the old world czars and royalty. Mm. Um, but that's, that's, a, that's a good confidence mm. stone. It's a beautiful stone. And this one, this is just a piece of selenite. Yeah. So you could, you, if you're trying to bring that lunar energy into your home, mm. selenite, um, it doesn't matter how big it is. You can use a little bit or a big bit. And so selenite, the name itself, um, comes from the Greek goddess Selene, mm -hmm. uh, the goddess of the moon. Um, the opposite of that is Luna. 
yeah. the Roman goddess. So, mm. the, you know, the Romans and the Greeks, they didn't like each other that much. And <clears throat> they, e- they each have different names for different um, gods and goddesses. Yes. So you've got Aphrodite and Venus are basically the same thing. Um, so Selenite comes from the Greek for Selene. And they really believed um, that that stone itself actually waxed and waned and transformed with the different phases of the moon. Mm. So if you are very much um, influenced by the moon, would that be a good stone for you? It would. Mm. It depends what's being influenced. Um, So if you feel like it's... Like your your emotions. Emotions Mm. and your mood. um, Mm. Then maybe if you're a woman, um, Chrysocola is Mm. a really good one for a bit of like stability hmm. um for a woman it's really like a girl proper girl power stone beautiful do you see that people have much more interest in crystals and that in general in the last years or yeah. so when i started um with crystals hmm. it was really specimen shops so i would visit a lot of specimen shops and you either had specimen shops or hippie shops Yes, yeah. Right, so you go in and it would be super heavy incense, mm. like a cloud of incense when you went in. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. And they had um, a lot of um, metaphysical products, tarot cards, things, and a few little crystals. Mm. We're kind of a balance upstairs in our shop of metaphysical spell work and crystals yes. as well. Um, so I do see it changing. Um, people are really interested in how it can support them Hmm. Um, and we do interestingly enough we do see crazes come in so all of a sudden we were getting people coming in asking for Moldavite Hmm. um, because it was a craze on TikTok okay yeah yeah Hmm. and then Carnelian was a big craze on TikTok Hmm. so it's been really interesting journey with Hmm. people also educating them yes Hmm. on things and we try and keep well stocked because the prices can inflate Hmm. it's a bit like diamonds and gold Hmm. there's often quite a limited supply of things and people go crazy for it and then you know (laughs) the prices go crazy for it so it can you definitely see trends which I never thought I would see in the crystal world Hmm. so you usually get a hype around like a new find Hmm. so if a new crystal was discovered or a new patination of it like in the last few years it was um, Caribbean calcite and um, Ocean Jasper they found mm. a pocket of Ocean Jasper in Madagascar um, so there's really a hype because you don't know how much physically of that material is going to be so either you buy it now yes. or you chance not getting any um, so it is interesting to see how the internet and social media have allowed people more access to understanding about crystals and not just the metaphysical but also the spiritual side of it and they want a piece of it um so it gets harder and harder to sometimes source things um or to source them at a good price actually if it becomes a a big trend mm. yeah it's interesting huh? how like yeah. instagram and yeah, tiktok now the internet is shaping people in yeah. one way in a good way that we get more educated about the mm. metaphysical and the spiritual world But in another way, of course, you also need to, like, as you said, people need to become educated as well. And it's not just about following trends, but also finding your own intuition and finding what's right for you. Yes. And And 
it's important to be careful because there are people out there who will dupe you on crystals um especially if you're desperate to have one mm. um there are a lot of sellers on for example etsy they're selling fake citrine they're selling fake moldavite and we have people come in who spent like 200 euros on a bracelet and i've examined it and it's fake and it's it's hard yes, to feel yeah. duped by that um and i see um online there's been people who've been buying fake jade yoni eggs and things and it's actually serpentine and the only way to test really <clears throat> is there's a Mohs test a scratch test mm. to see how hard it is um but there's a lot of sellers out there who don't do the don't know yes what it is don't do the tests mm. don't check they just pay the high price and they pass that high price on whereas in a year that stone's going to be worth half its value mm. so we tend to try and buy at a sensible price or we don't buy it if we know it's not right the price yes we also keep little stashes mm. so we we if we think something's going to become big we we buy it at a good price and then stash it yeah. for later. <laughs> yeah we stash it um and we try and always just do a standard markup we don't overcharge for hyped crystals mm. which we see a lot of people doing yeah so do you then like sort of recommend that people find that can they kind of trusted source yes um it's it's difficult buying online we understand yes, that yeah. um so so for example what we do here is we have lots and lots of crystals and you order maybe um aventurine meditation stone when we select that we speak your name and we hold it and we really look through the bag it's i mean it takes us way too long to pack mm. stuff um and we're like are you going to work for this person you know this person needs you and all our all the ladies that work with us and do the picking they all do it mm. so but I can't guarantee you another web shop's going to do the same. So yes, yeah. have a look on Insta. It's actually a really good source before you buy. So don't just go to a website and buy it. Have a look on their Instagram account. And that'll tell you a lot about how they source their crystals. So has it come from an ethical place? Um, how do they pick? Because we do what we call intuitive picking. We ask and we're like, okay, is this the right one for this person? Hmm. Um so try and find um, an online source that chooses like that for you because it's really hard you can see a beautiful picture but unless you get it in your hand it's really if, especially if you're using it for energy work yes it's difficult yeah so how can people connect with you and the shop um, we are yeah. online mm -hmm. um, so at houseoformlab.com um, we also have um, a big presence on Insta Instagram we do big Insta live sales where you can come and join and bid for um claim crystals yes. and, and have a chat <laughs> yeah. to us and ask whatever questions you want on those and that is um at house underscore of mm. underscore form lab um, and we've recently just started on tiktok oh wow as well. yeah <laughs> so i think that's yeah. gonna be where let's say more irreverent material <laughs> more yeah. fun stuff is gonna be um But we were always available to answer questions. If you DM us, um, we have an email support at houseofformlab.com. And if you have something you need or you need advice on which crystal to choose, um, we can always help. Yeah. Thanks so much. Kat. And way. thanks so much for the chat today. It was lovely. I learned a lot. I hope the listeners also learned a lot. And yeah. You're very welcome. It was lovely to have you here. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bye. 
if you would like to learn more. Sign up to my Facebook or Instagram account and check out my services on TaoWisdom.info.